0: What can out-of-business video stores and the Grateful Dead teach us about being kind to ourselves? That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Spring is in the air. Spring is in the air. As you can tell, I don't sing for a living. Thankfully. Whoa. Hello. Hello. Worldwide. Gratitude Journal listeners and podcast downloaders. Welcome back. <laughs> it's been a couple of week layoff. It's been a wacky two weeks. I mean, not wacky from the standpoint like millions of bad things have been going on, but just wacky enough that things got in the way from me getting in front of the microphone last week and delivering a uh, a sermon, an episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. But we are here today on a 60-degree day here in Northeast Ohio, where the trees continue to be bare, but so do yards in the neighborhood. They are free of snow and free of rain, at least until later this afternoon. Here as I record this on a Thursday, on this the 11th day of March, coincidentally, my twin nephew's birthday, and so they hold a special place in my heart because I'm a twin, and two, they're just really good guys, and uh, they're also really hardcore heavy metal rockers, so you should check out their band. Their band is called Volston, that's V-O-L-L-S-T-I-N. And if you're into that brand of music, I think you'll really enjoy their work. You can find them on Spotify, they're easy to find. Matthew here, and that is my name. And if you are new to the podcast, there are numerous episodes prior to this one where you can kind of get a gist as to what we do. And basically what it is we do is we try to find gratitude, you know, I mean, I think it's really important that we continue to be grateful for the things around us. And I say that because I genuinely believe it. Now, I don't have all of the answers as to exactly why that is, but I say that because I do get a glimmer that that is what I think, in quotation marks, is our mission. And that's our role. So in and amongst all of the things that we do throughout our lives and throughout our days, I do believe that we're entrusted with this responsibility to find things to be grateful for. And that is really what this podcast is about. And so hopefully in and amongst your daily routine, You also find ways to find gratitude in the things given to you or the things that have been afforded to you or the things that are just naturally around you. You know, my friends Ron and Gary in Kentucky, they, uh, I know they're grateful for this, but if I were in their position, I would be grateful in the fact that their particular house sits In front of a golf course. Now, a lot of people who say, I live on a golf course. And, you know, you think of these, you know, multi tiered mansions. And really, they have a very nice house. It's by no stretches at a mansion, but really, it's really unique because they're sort of on a dead end street. And it just so happens that their front porch, this luxurious front porch, this very, this very peaceful, tranquil front porch, faces a golf course, and it's really something to be grateful for. So they just have this sort of natural thing that just emerged in their world of gratitude. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So whether or not you have come across things naturally by happenstance, by accident, or you really have tried to place yourself in a position to find more numerous and exciting ways to find gratitude, I laud you. And so this is what this podcast is about. So that was a really long winded description. But I think it's important that not only I remind myself why it is I do this or try to do this, at least on a weekly basis, but that we in our lives try to remind ourselves. I think it's important. Again, I don't know exactly the extent of why I consider it important but I think of it as important enough to mention it. So uh, the big news for us is that we have vaccines. Now, I think I may have mentioned before, Donna has uh, secured vaccine shot number two, and so she is set to go. And now, according to the CDC, she has another week yet to wait before she can, you know, integrate with other people who have the vaccine as well without a mask. So we're you know, watching our P's and Q's, so we're very happy about that. My 92-year-old parents have their vaccines, and so th- that's pretty exciting. And yours truly got his shot number one of the Moderna vaccine. Uh, the downside to that is that the only vaccine I could find was at like 80 miles away. And so I kind of bitched and moaned about it, but I said to myself, you know, this is the way it is, and even though a day after I got my vaccine... The state of Ohio unveiled this website where you could go get a vaccine. Um, I laughed out loud when I saw that, even though it doesn't work nearly as well as what they had anticipated it working. We kind of made a trip out of it. We enjoy taking a ride anyway. We're going to have to do it again here in like 25 days. But it was all good because I was able to, you know, visit a beer store that I hadn't been to and pick a, pick up a couple of articles that I couldn't normally get here. And we found a a cool coffee place and all that other stuff. So we tried to, like, make a trip out of it, and it was all good. But my arm hurt a little bit for a couple of days, and I really felt for for certain that I was experiencing some headache kind of symptoms over a couple of days and and maybe just a slight amount of breathing difficulty. But really, for the most part today, I feel pretty good. And so that is pretty exciting that uh, the vaccine uh, is in me and and I'll be anxiously anticipating a shot number two. I felt a surge of excitement several months ago when it was revealed to me that the video store down the street was not going to close. And for me, this was exciting. I'm kind of a movie buff, and what I really have enjoyed over the years is going to the video store. Now, there's a point to this, and I enjoy streaming as much as the next person. I mean, we have Netflix, and we recently started watching Hulu because it's the only streaming service that has episodes of Justified, which is one of my favorite TV shows, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, really, I haven't seen it since they originally aired it and stopped airing it in 2015, so it's the only reason why I have tried out Hulu. So we enjoy streaming and we take advantage of it, but there's nothing like walking into the video store. I just loved it like on a Friday night, marching into the video store, saying hello to the clerk behind the counter, walking over to the new releases to see what was out there. Sometimes I'd have a phone, you know, if I saw a movie I wasn't particularly familiar with it or a director I wasn't familiar with, or maybe an actor that, you know, I didn't really know what he was in before. And I would kind of surf through things and go, okay, maybe that's good. I'll walk past that and go look at something else. And maybe I'll come back to this or, you know, maybe they had like a two for one special or, maybe if there was a particularly knowledgeable person behind the counter and they would say, Hey, what are you looking for? And I'd be like, eh, I don't really know. Maybe something like suspenseful, you know, you got a recommendation. I mean, it was fun. I loved it. You know, the monitors were overhead, they were playing a video and it was just like, it was movie time. Like it was like an escape and it was just a great time to just go in and, and, and just take a break from the world and know that you're going to take something home. And and it was just really exciting. If it, It was something that I was looking forward to watching and it was in like no one had it. They had like nine copies and one of the copies was there and I could grab it. I love the video store. And the last remaining video store in our neck of the woods, all of a sudden, just a couple of weeks ago, announced that they were going out of business after like three months ago announcing that they were going to stay in business. It was demoralizing. I mean, it, it depressed me. I was depressed. So, yes, I have access to all the streaming stuff, but I really enjoyed the video store. And one of the things I always remember about the video store is when you would pick up the videos prior to CDs, I mean, like old VHS cassettes, that all of the cassette tapes would have this sticker on it that would say, be kind, please rewind, be kind, please rewind. And I just always thought that was kind of groovy, like in a hippie kind of way. You know, much the same is like the song from The Grateful Dead, like Uncle John's band. And I really never paid attention to the lyrics until uh, my stepson, Preston, had a license plate that said, Are You Kind? And I was like, Are You Kind? Are You Kind? Where does that come from? And then I listened a little closer to Uncle John's band, and that was the lyric. Think this through with me. Let me know your mind. Whoa. What I want to know is, are you kind? And I thought about this the other day when I was searching for a book. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but a couple of books that I sort of had on hold. I don't buy books anymore. And Not because I don't want to own books, but as I try to sort of divest myself of things and really try to focus in on the things that are important, books are some things that I have been sort of pushing off to the side. And I know to those who have libraries, that probably sounds like anathema, but I have really been trying to leave things to other people and just enjoy them temporarily and then give them back. So I really have, you know, four or five different library cards and I use an app on my iPad to rent books. And so I'd had a couple of books on hold and I was reading this long book about the Nuremberg trials and a couple of books that were on hold, I really had to send back because in the spirit of trying to be kind and not just hang on to those books that were on hold because I wasn't quite ready to read them, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try and be kind and I'm just going to send the books back so that someone else who's waiting in line who wants to read the book can read it because I'm not ready to read it. Now, it might be two or three months before that book comes around again, but that's okay. I've been in this spirit of trying to be more kind, both in the spirit of my old video store favorites and in the spirit of the Grateful Dead. It was really kind of coincidental because when I finally finished the Nuremberg Trials book, I had nothing on hold. And so I was kind of trolling through categories of books And I was in the Zen Buddhism section of the Cuyahoga County Public Library, and I came across Blanche Hartman, who I had never heard of before. Now, all of the Buddhists out there are going to be like, what? You never heard of Blanche Hartman? I'd be like, what? You never heard of the Beatles? And I had never heard of Blanche Hartman, and I saw Seeds for a Boundless Life. So I downloaded it, and this is the book that I've been enjoying. And what I've come to understand is that Blanche Hartman, who I just found out today had died back in 2016, had written this book as a collection of talks that she had given and really had only been published uh, back in 2015. And without going into a whole series of details, because I'm really trying to understand the gist of this book, because it's it's sort of sporadic and chaotic in its approach, but that's okay. There's just really a series of talks. And the, the theme that has been really standing out to me that I wanted to bring up in the podcast today is this act of being kind to yourself, the act of being generous to yourself. And one of the quotes that she brings up is from Master Dogen, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. And the quote rolls on like this, quote, have a generous mind, big mind, soft mind, to be flexible, not sticking to anything. Now, this is tough. This has been tough for me lately. I have to say that. I have been dealing with a couple of incidents which have raised the hackles of my anger levels and a little bit of my regret levels, but more so my anger levels. You know, modern conveniences are wonderful, and this is going to be a topic I want to jump into on the next podcast. So, I'll save the majority of my thoughts about it for that. But the modern conveniences that have been afforded to us are great. And one of those modern conveniences are text messaging. Now, people use text messaging primarily because they don't want to talk on the phone. I get it. And it's easy. And I admit that this is something that I have utilized as well. There are times where I simply don't want to speak on the phone. One, I have some speaking difficulty, which I haven't gone into at length, and I won't on this podcast, but maybe sometime down the road when I feel a little better about speaking about it. But texting and writing sometimes is just easier for me. I know that sounds ironic, being that I'm in front of a microphone doing a podcast and I speak for a living. Again, fodder for another podcast. But I will say that. That's a luxury that's been afforded to us that I appreciate. However, the tone and the texture of texts don't often reflect the true intent of the message. And this occurred during a family exchange last week. And just talking about this still irritates me. And I won't share the nuances of the message. It had to do with something involving our parents. And it was a shared message that bounced back and forth between my siblings. And it was a question that I put out during this text thread. And some of the answers that came back were almost the opposite of the answers that I anticipated. And I think the basis of those answers uh, uh, dealt with the premise that I had intended my original text in a certain way and I did not intend my text in a certain way and that resulted in some confusion and that resulted in some some anger and I'm still dealing with that anger and I think what happened in the revelation of that text thread is that it demonstrated to me how some of my family members feel about things And I think going along with the general premise that we have been afforded the luxury of modern conveniences like social media platforms, I think I have come across a certain amount of viewpoints from my family and from friends that I would never have been privy to 10 years ago, maybe even more recently. And this has caused some consternation for me. And these are things I'll have to deal with. But after reading Seeds for a Boundless Life so far, I realized that this anger that I have is sometimes, could be, an anger that I have for myself. And this is very disturbing to me. One, because... I didn't realize that I had anger for myself. And two, if I do have anger for myself, am I turning this anger outward and projecting it onto other people? So, after reading portions of Blanche Hartman's book, I closed my iPad the other night, and really, i started to feel somewhat emotional. Before I go on, I should also apologize because the regular recording environment that i'm used to here in the studio has not been a part of my setup over the past month i had an equipment malfunction which forced me to send a unit across the country to have uh, looked at so i'm dealing with sort of a makeshift situation and some of the ambient noise that i normally don't experience here in the basement lair I've been experiencing it. So I'm going to try my best to eliminate some of that. So for people listening in these really uh, state-of-the-art earbuds, uh, please accept my apologies because normally as uh, an audio uh, production practitioner and, and as someone who has a lot of experience with more the technical part of the audio side of things, that is something normally i wouldn't uh, release (laughs) you know i wouldn't put that out there but uh, this is something that i've been dealing with so i apologize for that you know i do believe mccartney and lennon said it best you know the love you get is equal to the love you give isn't that how that went i should have done a google search prior to make sure that i had that right The same group of people who are going to be like, you have never read Blanche Hartman. They're probably going to be, you couldn't quote the Beatles correctly. (laughs) It's going to be one of those, it's going to be one of those days. And it's going to be one of those message letter writing campaigns. I'm going to get after posting this podcast from certain people, but this being generous or being kind to oneself does, I think, have a connection to us, to me, finding the gratitude in things around me. So I believe that Blanche Hartman is trying to teach us that being grateful means being generous. And being generous to myself means having an enhanced experience of being grateful. I'm doing my best to try to find the connection between those things. But I believe that the essence of it is true. And she uses an example in her book during Zazen, during Zen Meditation something i have virtually zero experience with i am a total newbie but i can say that in my newbiness on the meditation cushion that i am not very kind to myself because in my role as a person who tries to be a Zen meditation practitioner, I want my mind to shut off. I want to focus on my breathing. I want to find a way to center on the present so that I can better center on the present when I am off the cushion. So this is one of many goals, I think, of the meditation life as I see it. And my tendency when my mind floats into past things or floats into things that I should be not thinking about because they're future related is I beat myself up. I, in a sense, kind of scream in myself, like, not like you idiot or you, you know, you shithead or whatever, but I say, come on, man, focus. <laughs> My friend Troy, who I do audiobook editing for, <laughs> is constantly beating himself up. He'll be making a mistake and he'll make a mistake and he'll make a mistake and he'll go, come on, Troy, focus, focus. And I often want to say, dude, calm, calm down you know, but I feel like I'm doing the same thing. And Blanche Hartman makes a very valid point, a very legitimate point in her book that this is something that she tried to learn early on in her meditation journey is to not do that. And was told by her original teacher to not do that to not beat yourself up, to be kind and to be generous to yourself. And so I think this kindness starts on the cushion, this kindness to myself, so that I can eventually turn this kindness outward and hopefully remedy this anger that I feel. And it is anger. I have a couple of other issues that I've been experiencing this. Anger, a couple of other issues. Those are also instances where I feel like I need to apply this being kind technique, this being generous to myself equals being grateful. And I think this being grateful to myself is not a bad thing. I don't think this is like an explosion of the id. I think that it's making sure that I'm being good to myself so that I can be a better person at being good to others, generous to myself, generous to others. So, as Blanche Hartman says in Seeds for a Boundless Life, Be thankful for this life. And I'm not thankful for this life all the time. I admit it. I wholeheartedly admit it. There have been instances in my life where I've thought about not having a life anymore. And I need to be thankful for this life and to try to find ways to remind myself to be thankful for this life. And I know that it starts in small ways, very small ways in many cases. So let me recommend one way. And this is the one way that I've been trying recently to be generous. And it's going to sound dumb. And I just finished it before I hit the on switch on this microphone. It's going to sound dumb. But taking the survey. I know, it sounds dumb, but I've been trying, when time permits, to take the survey. You know, when you go into chat with someone, you need their help, or you have to call somebody, you need their help, and at the end of the conversation, or at the end of the chat, there's the survey that you say you're going to take, (laughs) and then you click off, where you hang up, you know, that one. Think about this. The people who were helping you, their livelihood may depend to a certain extent on the survey. Like, did they provide good service to you? And so I think, can I spare five minutes of my time to be generous to take the survey that maybe my generosity helps this person and hopefully showing that my gratitude for their assistance, perhaps they'll have gratitude for getting that feedback and maybe it will be positive for them. Maybe the feedback will be positive and maybe their reaction from their Superior may be positive. So I would say, start small, take the survey, be kind, be generous. Finally, Joe Tate died. If you don't know who Joe Tate is, Joe Tate was the longtime voice of the NBA's Cleveland Cavaliers. Joe Tate was a radio sports voice that I grew up with as a kid. Joe Tate was as recognizable as Walter Cronkite. Joe Tate was as recognizable as Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes. I don't even know what analogy to use. I mean, listening to basketball on the radio there was nobody else to listen to but Joe Tate. And I can remember, even as an adult, long after Donna was snoring on the other side of the bed, 25 years ago, keeping a little transistor in the top drawer of the dresser next to me. And when the Cavaliers would be on West Coast road trips and I couldn't sleep, I would pop that little transistor on the pillow and I would stick it next to my left ear and I would listen to Joe Tate do the Cavs Trailblazers game or the Cavs Sonics game when Seattle had a team and there was just nothing like listening to Joe Tate do a basketball game he painted the picture or as it was said listening to Joe Tate on the radio was like watching basketball on television Mark Price with the right-hand dribble across the timeline into the forecourt between the circles. I mean, it was just... It was a poetic cadence. And I got to meet Joe Tate when I was working for a cluster of radio stations here in Akron. Just as down-to-earth and as friendly as the butcher behind the meat counter or most of the clerks at the post office or anyone who basically goes about doing their job and and is as humble as they probably could be. And Joe had long since retired from doing regular play-by-play, had been suffering from liver cancer and suffering from other maladies and had been in hospice over the past week. And it uh, was a huge loss here in Northeast Ohio. And and less than a week after the huge loss of, of... iconic Cleveland rocker Michael Stanley dying as well from lung cancer. So it's just been a bad week from that standpoint here in Northeast Ohio. But I'm grateful for having listened to the music of Michael Stanley and having met him as a fellow radio disc jockey here in Northeast Ohio. And I'm grateful for all of the hours of being able to listen to Cavs basketball with the iconic voice of Joe Tate. And for these things, I am grateful. So until then, be kind to yourself. Are you kind in the immortal words of the Grateful Dead? Are you kind to yourself? I'm going to try to be better at it so I can turn it around onto other people and hopefully attain some seeds for a boundless life. And until then, be kind and be well and stay safe and get that vaccine if you have the opportunity. Until then, I'll see you the next time around on another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast.